these people were probably very professional. Yeah, of course. And, and, and that was what struck me. That's a, that's a thing that they've got rehearsed. Yeah, You're not the first that. person they've done it no, to. They do it every year. They select a certain group every year. Yeah. A bit like um, the killer whales select a certain thing to fucking gather around. Do you know what I mean? Or, or wolves will hunt in a pack. Yeah. They will get half a dozen acts out there that they're going to promise 20 grand each. Yeah. They'll collect fucking the, the 30 grand for each act. If they can get away without paying five of them, there's 150 grand they spit out between them just yeah. by putting the frighteners on people. I'm a comedian by trade, and in 2013, I went over to Turkey to do a summer season with a few other comedians, and I ended up running away from what I was led to believe were the Turkish Mafia. Now, today's podcast, I'm going to tell that story, the story of Turkey Gate. But there is a twist, because... The second bit of it, of today's episode, I'll be playing a conversation that I had with two former criminals who tell me their take on what happened in Turkey. And it's different to mine. And six years later, I still don't know the truth. I don't really care about the truth, but this is a great story. And it's something that happened and something that I will think about probably for the rest of my days. So I hope you enjoy it. So when I was offered the chance to go over to Turkey... Of course I took it. It was a lot of money. We were going to perform 12 shows a week. It would have been six family shows, which is not easy, and six adult shows. It would be to holidaymakers for a summer season, four and a half months, more money than I have seen before. I was lucky. I was going to go with good people. Colin Manford, who's Jason Manford's younger brother. Dave Thompson, who plays the part of, or used to play the part of, Tinky Winky and the Teletubbies. And already when I say that, it sounds ridiculous. The promoter was a guy from the north of England who'd never promoted comedy before. He had a Turkish business partner. And he had an unfortunate voice, really. He sounded like Bernard Manning when he spoke. And it's quite hard to take that seriously. Uh, he was he was a character. He was certainly very angry. He was a, a little man who lost his temper quite a bit. And the idea was we would be very well looked after and we'd make a fortune. And he kept saying, well, stick with me, kid. We'll take you to the top. I'm an expert in PR. And things really didn't go to plan at all. Everything went wrong for him. He was an object of ridicule in the eyes of most of the Turkish people who were there. And alarm bells rang for me when he told me initially that he didn't trust lawyers that he didn't trust banks and that we'd be working for cash that there was a contract but we didn't bother signing it because he said oh well you don't need contracts and of course we ignored the alarm bells because we wanted it to be true we wanted to go over to turkey and for everything to be great maybe it could be a thing that we could do every year and so you could have four and a half months of regular work in Turkey, entertaining holiday makers. You have all sorts of hopes and dreams. Everybody does. I think in whatever field you're in, you're going to have hopes and dreams. And we thought, wow, you know, maybe it'll extend. Maybe we'll, we can travel to other places. There'll be other people who go to Turkey and we'll get gigs in other places in the winter. And it's not just about money, but it's about job security as well, because comedy is not the most secure business. You have to continually write new stuff, continually evolve, continually chase gigs and try to be relevant. So it wasn't laziness. It was just, wow, if this is real, then we're going to have a huge opportunity. And it just, it seemed amazing. We had our own villa. We were 
given discount food that we could put on a tab. We were told that it would take a while for things to get rolling, of course. And initially, we did a showcase to the holiday reps there. And we were meant to do, just to the holiday reps, nothing else, a family show. So we could showcase what we were doing for the family show. We were trying to do magic, or at least I was anyway. And Dave Thompson has experience in clowning. The next thing the holiday reps are saying, oh, we can't sell the show. Not because of Dave, but just overall it wasn't good enough. That's when things started to go wrong. The following day, this promoter who'd already said, oh, stick with me. You know, I'm, I'm an expert in PR. He was stood in the street shouting at the top of his voice, you know, Tinky Winky ruined my business. I'm going to kill Tinky Winky, which in itself is a funny sentence. Dave Thompson, Tinky Winky, decided that he was going to go. He had a holiday for a week. It was just me and Colin Manford left. Still alarm bells were ringing, but we didn't want to come back to the UK. We both cancelled our work back home and we thought, well, maybe we can make this work. What we didn't realise, of course, was that the mental health, and I don't say this lightly, of the promoter was in a very, very poor way. He was drink driving and he was driving us everywhere. And he was also making his business decisions based on tarot card readings. Now, I don't know what anybody thinks about tarot. I'm fine with it. I'm open-minded, but I'm not sure I would make my business decisions based on what the tarot cards are saying. He was also having conversations with his father as well, asking his advice, which is fine, but his dad had been dead for five years. It was, it was pretty scary. He was also telling us that his business partner was a local criminal. Now, I, I don't know if that was the case. I, I don't really believe that. I can't believe that he was. He seemed like such a nice guy. That's not, that's not a way of judging anyone's criminality. But he was a very hard-working local businessman who seemed very, very proud of his business. And he's very hands-on about it as well. So I can't believe that he would work that hard and take a pride in building up a business from nothing to run various venues and, and a fantastic hotel in this part of Turkey just so he could be a criminal. It doesn't make any sense to me. But every day we were filled with, oh, Elvis. I'm going to call him Elvis. Elvis wasn't happy. He's really angry. You don't want to upset him. We gave the promoter our passports because the plan was that we were going to get a residency permit. So we were actually working over there illegally. So that meant that the promoter was able to fill our heads with things such as, well, my business partner, he employs the local police. So if you step out of line, anyone finds that you're working over here illegally, you're going to get deported, but you'll go to jail first and they'll beat you up and they'll hurt you. And of course, when you're trapped in a bubble like that, you just take it as true i wasn't really thinking so we just thought well we'll have to be low key we'll do the shows we'll try not to ruffle any feathers but because of the disaster on day one the shows weren't going ahead i think we did about nine maybe ten shows in six weeks around about the fourth week of course we got our passports back we didn't want to go back to the uk because it was embarrassing and we didn't want to be humiliated like that so it's still me and Colin, and we're trying to do shows to the best of our ability. The promoter's behaviour is just getting worse and worse. At one point, and I do laugh about this now, at one point he said, well, 
you know, why don't you stand on the edge of a swimming pool with these handcuffs on the handcuffs that you can escape from? They're rigged with a blanket over you. Chuck yourself into the pool. And he said, it's all right. You're not going to drown. Fat people float. Now, he was joking, obviously, but it was it was disturbing. The couple of family shows we did didn't go well. Uh, kids are quite difficult to, to work with anyway. And if you can't do magic, you're in trouble. You know, I, I have big hands. That's my excuse for not doing magic. I know people who do magic and they practice for hundreds of hours. And I was doing it just as a as a cop out, really. Well, fast forward to the sixth week and there was another comedian who came over, a guy called Cole Parker, who's a really good friend of mine. He's a great guy. He's an excellent comedian. He's an actor. He is also, and I know that if he listens to this, he's going to wonder what am I going to say about him. He's one of the nicest people I know, but he also has a sense of fair play as well. And you can rely on Cole not only to be loyal, but to absolutely speak his mind. And on the last night... It was just me and Cole. We had to do a show. Now, Cole had a meeting with the promoter and the Turkish business partner, who we were led to believe was the head of the Turkish mafia. We were exhausted by not actually being able to perform. We're comedians. We're entertainers. We're also exhausted with the behaviour of the promoter, who was getting very angry and was drinking a lot. And the suggestion was that it was being run by criminals and that we needed to behave ourselves. So we're trying to do the best possible shows we can. Cole has a meeting with the promoter, comes out and says, look, they've actually threatened Colin Manford now. And we decided, right, that's it. We're not going to get paid, clearly. But we're scared to leave. So we thought, well, we'll try and get Colin home safely, which we did. Colin flew home on the Monday. On the Wednesday night, me and Cole did a show it was one of the worst shows we've ever done, I think. Or certainly for me, I remember introducing Cole and, and just shaking like a leaf when I did it. And the plan was we were then just going to go and have a, a meal and get driven home by the by the promoter to our villa. We went for an Indian meal and Cole, as we sat there, quite rightly called the promoter out and said, well, look, you know, you're, you're not going to pay us. And he was obviously angry with him. Fair enough. And I guess my role in, the, in that was to be the passive guy, which in many ways I regret. But then I'd been there for six weeks and I'd had any kind of aggression beaten out of me anyway. But the next thing I know, the promoter gets up and he walks and he goes down onto the road and we're on the balcony of this hotel and we look down and we can see the promoter on the phone. And that was when everything conspired against us. That's when it really started to fuel our paranoia. Because within a few minutes, the promoter had disappeared and the police arrived, the gendarme. Now, we were told that Elvis, this local business guy, this head of the Turkish mafia, this local criminal and hard man, employed the local police. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it frightened the life out of us. Of course it did. In reality, it turns out that it was traffic police and we hadn't noticed that it was the traffic police who were parked there every day. That was just where they parked. We decided to make a run for it, and we were running around for half the night. I tried to get us a hotel room. There was only one room available. I get back to the villa at about four o'clock in the morning, and I slept with a knife. I was extremely frightened. I went in the morning to see the next-door neighbour just to say, look, I'm really sorry. 
we need to go home. A lot of people heard about it, a lot of people were laughing about it, and quite rightly, because it is kind of grimly funny. And the recording you're about to hear now is when I went up to, to see Dave Courtney and Brendan, and they gave me their take on what happened. And this is just, this is amazing. A light warning before I went then. <laughs> well, you seem to have it all fucking um, sealed up that you were even going to try and get me a job. So I didn't think it was like a Mickey Mouse outfit I had. But what they actually do is they, 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 they know they're going to do that all the way before they invite you. The whole thing. Oh, it's a good guy, bad guy thing. And, uh, you know, and, and, and then they do it so scary that you're so happy just to get out of the place alive you don't worry about money, but that was the reason that the whole thing was about. Yeah, the whole thing's a scam just to get you not so they've done it. Right, and, and, and you're not running to the police going, oh, it isn't that well good off You're just so happy to get out of there alive that the money becomes irrelevant. But that was their plan before you went there. Oh, really? <laughs> huh? Think about it. That's how they make their money, isn't it? They do with a lot of singers and fucking... Dancers. Yeah, yeah, Especially people who are on their own. You go out there on your own, they know you're on your own. You're, you're sort of like a vulnerable, isn't it? But, you know, it's, 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 it's a good learning curve, isn't it? Good uh, learning. Did you get a nice little tan? See, you got that? Um, I did at the time, I, to be honest with you. I came <laughs> home. <laughs> I came home. I didn't really leave the house about three weeks because I didn't feel that way inclined. Yeah. Um, you're on the black. Then I felt a bit stupid. Then I felt a bit angry. And I felt stupid again. <laughs> Stupidly angry. Well, carry, carry on, finish it. Don't, don't, don't lose that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, aren't, you aren't stupid because it's happened to, uh, like, boy bands, troops of dancers. Troops. You know, like, eight dancers and one choreographer have gone out there for the season and all that and all the big... Uh, and even if the dancers are going, oh, it's not getting right, I'm starving, hungry. I won't even give me a sub or a... No, and they're going, no, it's okay because this bloke... You know, he thinks he's got it, it's all all right, like you did. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then... But you see, the Turkish business partner was so nice and so yeah, polite. Yeah, I know, I know. And that was what frightened me, because the British guy was saying, oh, you know, that they'll blow your kneecaps off, son, and all this stuff. Whereas the Turkish guy was just very calm. And he would say things like, this won't be good for you. If you if you try to leave, it won't be good for you. Yeah, well, he won't up. say anything in well, case you get you've it. got a Blackberry, of you're course. taping yeah. him or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. He won't say anything in case you've got it on in your pocket because they've been caught out like that before. Yes, I can imagine. So that. That Thank is, you very much. With that in mind, before you tell me, now you, now you understand why he was so calm and nice and so... Well, I thought of you, to be honest. Not that you're in that line of work, yeah. but I thought, you know, that... You know, somebody who is the real McCoy isn't going to be shooting them out. Yeah, and they know that as well. Plus, they know how to... They don't want to get nicked. So they only say things like, this won't be good for you. And it's the English brothers going, who's this, who's that, who's that, who's that, He ain't said, fuck all, in case you're taping it. Huh? You know what I mean? I'm right with that, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the English guy was was full of it. Well, of course he was. That's his job. He's supposed to be saying it because the bloke don't want to come and scare you himself because he'd get arrested before it. 
So the English bloke can't be arrested for saying, oh, I think he's a bad man. Huh? And the Turkish can't be arrested because it wasn't actually bad to it just said little things like quiet. So he can't get arrested for that. And the English bloke can't get arrested for saying he's an odd nut. But if the Turkish bloke had been going, so I'll play your legs up, I do it, then he could get nicked for that, couldn't he? Yes, of course. And, and I wouldn't believe it anyway. I wouldn't believe it. See, I wouldn't believe it. It was a, it was the fact that he was so courteous and so nice that frightened me. Because that's, I thought, because that's because you're not actually a threat to that little world, and there's different approaches with different people, all sorts of courses, you know, square peg, square hole, and all that. Yeah. And it doesn't need a rah to frighten you. No, I, I'm not being rude. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, it doesn't need a no. So the nicer he was to you like that, yeah. the better that sunk home. Yeah. Huh? But I, but I went to see them. You see, our plan was that we were going to leave. We were going to sneak off. And, and we, were, we were just about to sneak off. And, I, and something in my head just went, hang on, this isn't right. So I went to see the guy who I was told was a member of the Turkish Mafia. And I, just, I went to see him and I said, look, I said, I, he, said, you, he? he said, you're all right. He was in the villa next door to us. What area was that, sorry? I can't believe it. I mean, it's a, it's a holiday. It's a holiday resort, basically. But I just, but I went to see this guy, and and I basically said to him, "Look, um, I said I'm, I'm going to be leaving today." I said, "And I'm sorry about that." And I said, "And I kind of know who you are." And I said, "But I did he give you the villa you was in?" He gave me the villa next door. Well, take it from me, He's in because it cost him nothing. Yeah, everything you didn't say in that villa, he was yeah. listening to. Oh, really? Because it cost you him nothing. You just go and buy them things up and get a what, fourteen quid a room, right? You just put it in a. Oh really? None of them cordless things that you have with a baby who's crying upstairs. You just got them in your thing. Really? So, he's one that's giving you the bedroom and giving you the thing. Tell oh. I you know what you're saying about me or not? <laughs> of course you would. Huh? Oh Jesus! They they must have they must have so laughed. That's how it happens. Better laugh their heads That's on. how it happens. They are listening to everything you say. It costs them eight, six, seventy quid, and they listen to everything you mean. No high check spy stuff. Everyone going by. As soon as they knew what they were going to do to you, um, I should imagine they were listening. Yeah. But he, because I, I said to him, well, I, maybe said, not, I don't know who it was. Maybe it might not be in his house, but it's in, it's in the close proximity. Yeah. Oh, they did say they had recording to us. He oh, actually said that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what they do. They're not someone listening while you're talking. They come home at the end of the day and turn the tape on and hear what you said. Wow. Well, I don't know who no one's in there. not that important, but they'll, yeah. they'll come back and turn the tape on and hear what you said. And it only turns on when you talk this thing. The batteries. Um. But he, see, he, he thanked me for going to see him. And he said, I appreciate it. And he said, he yeah. said, we like you. He said, we like you. And we think you're, we think you're a nice guy. And he said, you're going to do okay when you go back to the UK. And that was it. Yeah, well, I said, you're a nice guy, you're going to do all right now, fuck off, yeah? Oh, really? Okay, okay. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the work for now. And, and, and there was me. The Greeks are bad, the Greeks are bad as well. Yeah. And there was me thinking I'd earned the respect of somebody I hadn't at all. No, respect had, didn't, had nothing to do with it at all. No, no, uh, no but their job, their job is making you think that. Yeah. Like the best photographer is someone who wants to be able to the best barrister is a broken the best 
Combat is one that makes you feel that he's respecting you. You're getting uh-huh. ripped right off and walking away going, he respects me. Oh no, that's even, that's even worse. That's even no, worse. That's, 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 that's just life. That's just life. And for a lot more clever people than you. Oh, no, I don't know. That is the actual um, thing, isn't it? That is uh, he was mostly doing two or three of them a week as he jumped for all the different hotels and complexes in it. You... These people were probably very professional. Yeah, of course. And, and, and that was what struck me. That's a, that's a thing that they've got rehearsed. You're not the first person they've done it to. They do it every year. They select a certain group every year. Yeah. A bit like... Um, the killer whales select a certain thing to fucking gather around, you know what I mean? Or, or wolves will hunt in a pack. Yeah. They will get half a dozen acts out there that they're going to promise 20 grand each. Yeah. They'll collect fucking the, the 30 grand for each act. If they can get away without paying five of them, there's 150 grand they spit out between them just yeah. by putting the frighteners on people. Yeah. In a foreign country, who are desperate to get back home and go, oh, it's a nightmare, let me get home. Because every day there was something. Every day, every day. Because looking back, as people said to me, "What made you believe it?" And I said, "Well, because every day the British promoter kept saying, oh, yeah, these Turkish mafia, they'll get you.' You know. So every day there was something. Yeah, and that is on his drink out of it as well. He's got you out there. Yeah. He's got you in there, and then his job is to stop them getting nicked, yeah. to make sure you don't nick them, to make sure that you don't you believe them, don't nick them, and just make sure that you want to get home. Yeah. Right, so then they just can have a carve up of the money afterwards, and they'll go this next season, next year they do the same thing. Right, and I bet if you checked into it, there's a history of it ongoing every year with different type of acts, whether it's like tribute bands, singers, comedians, dancers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. shows beefs people ain't like gangster people, are they? No, They're two different groups of I think people. Very much so. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Right, yeah. Your showbiz person is a a genuine person who wants to go and entertain, they're not nasty, there's nothing aggressive in yeah, them. Course, they're yeah. there for entertainment, yeah? yeah? So when they meet that other world, they're fucked. Yeah. And they're in a foreign country, oh, they yeah. don't know the law, they don't know the police. Yeah. Yeah? So the best thing, that their automatic reaction is, let me get home. If yeah. I can get home, I'll be happy. Yeah. So the 20 grand then is gone. So the 20 grand which you were getting, they've obviously got more than that for the booking anyway. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. They've got to be getting at least 10%, 15% markup on that. Yeah. So they've got to be getting 25 grand, I would have said, maybe yeah. 30. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, if they yeah, can yeah. do that with five or six acts at 30 grand a pop, that's 200 grand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if yeah. they don't have to pay that out, that's a good carve-up. That's no real villainy. No, no, of course not. You know, the risk of getting nicked is minimal. There's no drug dealing involved. There's no actual violence. No. There's nothing. No. No, there's no... And there's no real paper trail either. Right, there's nothing. There's no comeback on it. No. You can go to the police over there if they've got the police covered over there. They have. Right, that's what we Yeah, of course. But we weren't told that... But you see, it wasn't... The, the Turkish guy just said, oh, yeah, you know, the, the local police, they work for me. But that was all he said. And, yeah. I, and I believed him. Yeah. I well, they've seed-planted right at the start. Yeah. Yeah, they've dropped in all the things that they knew that you would look for yeah. after your experience. Like the minute that you got in trouble, you will think back out to the police. So we'll soon plan to start with yeah. that the police work with us. So we discussed escaping via roads, but they said, oh, yeah, I've got guys who work for me in roads, I import goods. So we're thinking, well, he must be a drug dealer. Yeah. He's not a drug dealer. He, yeah, a big yeah. he might be. L- listen, they're, 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 them people there are sort of 
probably scammers who know drug dealers. Yeah. Who know it, so they could actually make it look real because yeah. they know the routes. Right? But if they are professional at what they're doing, yeah. what they've got to do is seed plant all the things to actually fuck you mentally. Yeah. yeah? Then have the heavies that to scare you. Yeah. yeah. And have the English guy going, listen, they'll get you. Yeah. Fucking, they've got the police and it's like, just get out, just get out. Yeah. Right? And they will have listened to your bedroom, they will have that thing done yeah. in there. No, well, that's the best way of seeing inside you, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Oh, Jesus Christ, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? So whatever you've said on the phone, when you've been to anyone, I've just listed all that and gone, here's his weakness, here's his weakness. So I keep on that and keep that mental pressure there, there. Yeah. Right? And I, but that's just a scam. That is a, a professional scam that you couldn't have actually done anything about. Once you went out there and took the job on, that was going to be the outcome. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what. Don't matter who you are, I bet even the other guy that was doing all the screaming and shouting didn't fare much better than you. Oh, no, he didn't. No, no, if anything. Right, because if it comes to it, three or four geezers would jump in and give him a kick in one night. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. It's quite a story, isn't it? I appreciate all the messages people have been sending me and the comments, and I really appreciate your support. There will be more episodes coming out soon, and I really look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you.